So our reading today will be from Luke uh, chapter 15, verses 1-3, and then 11 to 32. As a way of honoring the gospel, I invite you all to stand as you are able. This is the parable of the lost things. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. And he tells the parable of the prodigal and his brother. Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a famine took place throughout the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him, and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he's got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you. I have never disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. When this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we're here. You know, churches that um, 
are really on their game, are asking tough questions about why people are not here. And asking humbling questions about those who have decided to leave, those who have decided to not come to church anymore. Maybe they grew up in the church. I've heard from so many in our congregation that they share this with some degree of of sadness. They say, "We, we raised our children in this church, but they're not coming. And their grandkids are not coming. And I know that's true across the Northeast. Maybe it's across the Western church, but studies have shown various reasons on why people are not coming to church. Let me just lift up one in light of today's gospel lesson. Some people have stopped coming to church because they thought they heard the implicit message when they were kids that they had to be perfect if they were going to be churchgoers. They had to be perfect if they were going to be followers of Jesus. And they know they're not perfect. And they gave up. And they said, I I can't even begin to be perfect because my life is such a mess and I'm not even going to go to church anymore because every time I go, I feel like I'm less and less perfect. I don't know why people got that message, but they did. (laughs) You know they're not getting that message here. You've heard me preach about the spirituality of imperfection since I got here. We're living into that. But isn't it sad that people don't come to church, this church or any church, because they feel the pressure to be perfect? Today's scripture lesson is the gospel within the gospel. If you could narrow down any one of Jesus' parables to the essence of what it means To follow Jesus, to be a part of God's reign, it is this story of the prodigal son. A story about an imperfect family. This family is divided in the scripture. They're they're not happy with each other. They're splintered. They're jealous. They're resentful. They make bad decisions. And Jesus lifts up this family as the model of what it is to be a person of faith, what it is to be a human being, and what it is to live in the flow of God's love. It's kind of strange. The the younger son, the prodigal son who leaves and blows his father's inheritance, he does everything wrong, but he gets it right. The older brother, on the other hand, does everything right. And yet in the end, he gets it wrong. And the father simply allows his heart and reputation to be broken. And yet never gives up his love for his family. You know, in in various seasons of our lives, we go through different roles. Sometimes we're the younger son or the younger daughter. And we, we blow our inheritance. We squander gifts that have been given to us in places and with people that are not helpful. 
Sometimes we're the younger son or the younger daughter who is just totally driven by our own selfishness, our own hedonistic desires, our own distractedness. Sometimes we go through seasons like that. And we hear this story that Rob read and we identify with that younger son. Sometimes we go through seasons of our lives where we're the older brother, where we're trying to do everything right. We're doing everything by the book. But the risk is we get judgmental about those who are not living like we're living. And we judge and we get lost in our resentment and our anger and our frustration that people are not as good and righteous as we are. That's a risky place to be, a risky season to be in, because sometimes we get stuck there. And we stay outside in the fields and we refuse to go into the house of the Father to celebrate the goodness of life because we're so lost in our judgmentalism. We're so lost in our resentment. Whether we're the younger son or daughter or the older son or daughter, that's not where we're meant to stay. The goal, the hope, the purpose of following Jesus is to get to be the forgiving father or the forgiving mother. That's our goal. And it doesn't matter how old we are chronologically. The goal is to become the forgiving father, the forgiving mother who runs out into the, the road to the great embarrassment of the neighborhood because he has been so disrespected. He's been so maligned. His reputation has been shot because he gave his inheritance to his stupid son. Can you imagine what the neighbors were saying? As he ran out, what is he doing running out to that stupid son who blew his inheritance? To give his inheritance to his son was basically saying, son, I acknowledge you would rather my money than my relationship. Can you imagine the humiliation that that father experienced in the neighborhood? Father didn't care about reputation. He ran ran, didn't walk, didn't wait for the sun to come. He ran to this stupid child and embraced him. Didn't even hear his confession, didn't even hear his story, didn't even hear his pleas, just wanted to embrace this child who was lost and wayward and had come home Jesus is saying, not only is this the God we worship, but this is the goal of who we are to be. Whether we have kids or not, whether we are old or not, we are to be the ones who model the embrace of forgiveness, of compassion, of non-judgmentalism, of welcome. That's our goal. That's our task. That's our hope as followers of Jesus. The Rembrandt picture that's on the front cover of your bulletin 
We could talk about this for hours, but we will not. (laughs) But do you notice in the background a woman standing overseeing this scene of the father's embrace? Women often get short shrift in the world. It is said that any quote by anonymous And in the scriptures, sometimes the women of the scene are the heroes, but they're understated. Maybe Jesus evil a mother or a sister Jesus said, you know, women get this a lot more than men do. Men need remedial help. And so he lifted up a man forgiving. ever wonder what the mother of this story might have said? Wonder no longer. Here she is. This is a writing by Marin Tirabassi. Go to the door. No, go to the road. You know you want to. He's there, just where the dust is stirring such a storm. He's there. It's not a trick of your eyes from so long looking west into the setting sun. Remember how he would run to you and hanging hugs around your neck? Go out. He's dying in the road for love. And all the wrong turnings in his life are tight. He knows the truth. Of course, he's ready for your anger. I bet he's rehearsed remorse with every step. Surprise him. Take the sandals. No, I don't think you look old. I love the gray. It looks like feathers. Here and here. Distinguished. This time, don't let him run through your fingers. Here, don't forget the ring. I'm going to the kitchen. Trust me, his brother will get over it. Thank you, mother of the prodigal. Hmm. Maybe we're called to be the forgiving father or the forgiving mother. Or maybe we're called to help someone else be the forgiving father and the forgiving mother. Similar to this mother, this wife who convinced the prodigal father to go out into the road. Mature Christians, it doesn't matter who takes the credit. The hope is that relationships can be repaired and restored. And people who are perhaps wayward prodigal sons and daughters can be welcomed home No questions asked. Hmm. Amen.